Oh my gosh, bro. Mm. How much longer do I can eat milk? Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. almost lost it like right at the jump dude i was like oh gosh welcome we're so silly welcome back to life after addiction episode four episode four if you're listening at all the podcast places please go check out our youtube channel uh we record this uh in studio and so you could see uh my pretty face not so much ryan's he has definitely has a radio face but uh we're back hey today is launching a the next four weeks, the next four episodes. It's kind of a mini-series inside of Life After Addiction, and we wanted to talk about something called the Four Pillars. Uh, four Pillars is a class that we teach at S2L that really is practical things for you to do to drive you to those seven principles found in Second Peter and the curriculum lost and found recovering in Christ. It's four things that we say to do every single day, and it's read God's Word, be in prayer, have good fellowship, and be obedient to a call to action. Every single day, do some of those. So the next four episodes, we're going to talk about each one of those. Today, we're going to talk about God's Word. This was designed to help um, in times of need. Uh, this is designed to equip people to live a life of freedom, to live a life worthy of the gospel, to live a life pleasing to God, and the things that biblically mandate and call us to do, that's what we want to do. I want to be clear, though. This isn't some kind of magic secret thing that if you do these things, we're not saying if you do these things every day that you'll never feel lost, you'll never feel pain, you'll never feel uh, trouble because we know that God's word, like I said, and, and, and uh, I think I've said it before, I know, we know in God's word it says in this world you will have trouble. Yeah. And so it's not that you're not going to, this isn't going to prevent you from losing things and people and having hard days and things like that. It's not going to prevent that, but it's going to be the very structure that helps you not crumble into devastation and to sinful things when those things do come. And it's kind of to intro the whole thing. I want to just just read in, in Ephesians because you need to understand that as you walk in this life and you are growing as a Christian man or woman and you're doing this stuff, you got to understand the kind of fight that you're in. If you didn't know you're in a fight, you're in one. So let's read in, in Ephesians chapter 6, and it says this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And I would like to stop and just focus on things and not read over them. Because when I first read that verse, it's it's a pretty common verse. It's in the the armor of God section of Ephesians. A lot of people are familiar with it. But if, if you read that and it's like, hey, we don't battle against, we don't battle with physical things, that our battle, our war is against spiritual things, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I didn't understand that, Ryan, is because I've been in physical altercations. Yeah. Everything about my world was physical. I knew, not, I mean, that's, that's the world I lived in. Yeah. And I, so I didn't get, the Bible just must not understand, you know, they don't get it. 
the Bible doesn't get it. And then when you study the Bible, it's like, okay, they get it. But I struggled with this, and I wanted to learn. And, and the moment when I was like, I'm not just going to skip over stuff. I'm going to read it. I'm going to study it. I'm going to, what do you mean? Man, it was revealed, and it wasn't through, like, um, God speaking to me audibly. And it was probably through pastors and studying complimentary verses and stuff like that. But I remember the day that it was clear. It was like, hey, Adam. Why were you in those physical altercations? Why? And I was like, a light bulb almost went off. And it was like, was it anger? Was it pride? Was it love of money? Was it fear? Whatever the reason may be, those aren't physical. I can't box up anger and hand it to you. I can't box up and tie a bow on some pride and give it to you. Those are cosmic. Those are spiritual things. And so it kind of clicked. Oh, just in that one little example, it's like, oh. And so if you guys, if you can track with that and you understand what we're saying, we're talking about spiritual things as the word of God says, that is our fight. That is the battle that you're in believer. Then the rest of this is going to make sense as we talk about why it's important to have these things. And today is God's word. And I think the most important pillar, I think all of the others fall in line underneath it equally need to do them. But God's word sets the standard and talks about all four of them. And so God's word. Ryan, lead us in just with when you hear being in God's word daily. It's someone, if someone were to tell you, if you were watching this podcast, and hey, I got four things I want you to do every day to support a life of freedom, to walk in God's uh, calling, and to grow spiritually. When you hear God's word, what do you think of? Yeah, um, when I hear God's word, you know, um, I, I th- immediately think of the book of John in chapter one, you know? Yeah. Um, In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was Was God. God. And then I'm paraphrasing, but it goes on to say, you know, in him is life and the life is the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome him. And I've been asked by by many men that I've discipled, you know, how do you know God is real? Mm. And it's because his word reveals that to us. You know, Mm. scripture is very clear that salvation is a response to hearing the word of God and the word of God is living and breathing. Yeah. Um, the instruction that it provides, the clarity that it provides, the direction that it provides, you know, it is the objective truth. It is the truth, the absolute standard the, of truth. Exactly. The only truth. Um, and that leads me in just to my first verse. It's very simple, yet it's profound. And it's Psalm 119, 105. And it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And we see, you know, the spiritual nature of a believer's resources. It's nowhere more evident than in the word of God. You know, that is our source of life. Um, that, that is what gives us direction purpose and tells us how to navigate, you know, um, this earth on this side of heaven. Um, and it's the only source of truth that led me, um, out of an addiction. You know, it is the source, like we said of life. Um, anything apart from that, anything contrary to that is, is, is not what we stand on as Christians. Yeah. Amen, man. And, and just to kind of, I want to, I want to go over a verse as well in, in the book of Matthew. And I want to kind of tell a personal story of God's word changing things for me. Yeah. Uh, but first, before I leave Ephesians, I mean, just so you know, I mean, Ephesians says, it, tells you, hey, it's not flesh and blood, it's spiritual, cosmic things, you're battling against things that aren't physical, and then it breaks down, uh, verse t- chapter 6, verse 10 and on, it breaks down this armor of God, and all of these things that God, they're all defensive weapons, 
that, that, that are described. It's a shield, a helmet, a breastplate, a belt, sandals. They're all defensive weapons, and it gives one offensive weapon. One offensive weapon, and if you are in this fight, you probably want to be equipped, man. And I'll tell you, and I, and this, it's a weird analogy, but I will tell you, man, when I first came into S2L, even though I'd been in church my whole life, and I surrendered my life to Christ, if, if we're comparing God's word to a weapon, let me re- just read it. In verse 17, it says, And take the, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. That's the only offensive, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Mm. So in that offensive weapon, and I'm in this fight, and, man, I'm getting bold, but I felt like I was walking around with a Swiss Army knife like MacGyver. Some of the younger guys might not know who MacGyver is, but I did not. I wanted to be William Wallace with a big old sword, man. I wanted to grow my understanding of his word and understand why this, 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 his word is considered a sword of the Spirit. And the personal story that I, that I kind of tell in that is when I first came into S2L, um, I knew two scriptures by heart. And that was because of sports played basketball, baseball, you know, and every time at football games, you'd see John three sixteen, Right. And so he's, and maybe it was hammered into me at church. So I knew God, John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him, you know, you know it. And then the other scripture uh, I knew was the Lord's prayer. And I didn't even know it was scripture, but it is scripture. And we would pray that before every basketball game. So I knew that by heart. And when I came in just with no knowledge of God's word, only knowing two scriptures and, and giving my life to Christ. I'll tell you, when I came in, it was rough still, man. Even after I'd given my life to Christ, even after being at the lodge for a few days, a few weeks maybe. But I mean, I will, even physically, I remember just after the lights went out and after people stopped talking about how much dope they did and yeah. death talk in that, in that room, you know, sometimes people want to brag about the reasons that they're there. I was one of them, and it's ridiculous. But when the chatter stopped, man, I remember when it got quiet was when it got bad. The mind just a thousand miles an hour playing back all the the wickedness that I'd done. Even my physical body, just restless leg, just kicking and being in there. And it was just like, it was, it felt like oppression. It felt like I was just being oppressed, man, by spiritual things and just haunted almost that I couldn't sleep. And sleep is something that you need as a human. Yeah. And it was like, you know, an hour, maybe a night, two hours a night, if I'm lucky. And I remember hearing this, what we're discussing now and the sword. And, and I mean, I sleep with the Bible open on my chest and, and, you know, and I just started thinking, okay, well, how can I apply this? And in my head, and, and this is, this is a true story for me. I heard this and laying in, not in bed one night, I just started in my head repeating the only two scriptures that I knew. Father in heaven, I'll be thy name, the kingdom come, the will be done. Not out loud. No one thought I was crazy, but it was in my head. And man, I kid you not, I started doing that. And next thing I know, I woke up and it was morning. And I didn't, I didn't have any other trouble the rest of the time. And I actually got like six hours of sleep and felt like a new man the next day. And I could just, I mean, using this sword and, and I challenge guys all the time. And if you don't, you don't have to believe me. Uh, you, you do have to believe God's word. But you don't have to believe my story, but I just want to challenge you to try it. Like, use the sword. Dive into God's Word. It's, it's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm. And, and that's my story, but we're not left with just my story. Jesus tells us the story of using this sword. It's recorded. It's recorded in the book of, uh, I think, a few of the Gospels, but I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter uh, 4. 
And Jesus shows us how he uses this sword. And just the context of it, uh, he's, and he just started his public ministry. He was baptized just recently by John the Baptist, comes up out of the water, and he goes on a fast for 40 days uh, and 40 nights. And especially as a big boy, I know what it's like to not eat. And if any of you fasted or dieted after 40 days of not eating or fasting, man, your body is, your body is broke down. And this is the place of Jesus, and Jesus was fully God, fully man. So he, he stepped into our pain, even hunger pangs. And the enemy knew that, as you talked about, uh, you've talked about before, mm-hmm. how the enemy knows when we're alone or we're weak and things like that. Uh, and we'll probably talk about that when we talk about fellowship in three days or three weeks. Um, but the enemy, the devil, came to tempt Jesus in this moment that appeared of weakness. And he knew he was hungry, he tested his pride, and he did these things. And the devil himself tempted Jesus with food. And here's what Jesus said. And this is Matthew 4, and in, in verse 4, But he answered, Jesus, but Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And it says, it is written. Well, it's not written here. It is written here in Matthew. It's quoted here in Matthew. But Jesus is quoting the word of God from the book of Deuteronomy. And it, we get three more examples of this one during, his, during his, um, his fasting for 40 days. All four times it's recorded that Jesus was tempted, Jesus throws the book at him. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And the devil flees. So he uses this spiritual sword in a spiritual way when temptation and trouble comes, and we see this example of Jesus doing it, mm. and it's an amazing thing. Mm. That's good right there. That's good. And you mentioned, you know, that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, and that's the, the, the next scripture that I wanted to mention was Hebrews 4.12. Yeah. And it says, For the Word of God is living and active, Ooh. sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So this verse, man, it tells us, you know, the word itself distinguishes between, you know, our selfishness, our motives, our pride. And what it does is it convicts us. It confronts us and it conforms us to become more Christ-like. And that is our whole goal and objective as Christians is to become more Christ-like. Yeah. His word fulfills us. It, it, is, it is fulfillment in and of itself. Yeah. You know, this world can cause us to go astray and seek fulfillment in so many other things. And there is nothing that in life that is more fulfilling than Christ. And by abiding in his word, you know, by reading his word, by staying aligned with his word, man, I'm able to live a spiritual life of abundance. Now that doesn't look like my situation and scenarios always go my way. It doesn't look like I don't go through pain and heartache and hardship and all these things, but it's our response that is drastically different than anything this world knows. Because it's that assurance that we have by staying plugged into his word daily, you know, yes. by trusting and abiding in life, which is the words that, that come from scripture. Yeah, man. And I mean, again, just to recap, you're not, there's going to be days that you miss this. I, I, I pray that those days are few and far between that you develop a discipline. And here's why, because even in the verse that uh, I shared in Matthew about Jesus using the word, the duplicity of that quote of that scripture man shall not live by bread alone but every word that comes from the mouth of god 
obviously he's showing us there that he's showing us how to use the sword and how to resist temptation and resist the devil by using God's word and, and invading lies with truth of God's word. But also look at the way it breaks down. I mean, how many of you guys are going to eat lunch today or dinner today or, or whatever time you're watching this? You're not going to miss a meal. I'm not. Yeah. And what the word of God's saying is, is as important as that next meal, as important as that physical sustenance, that bread is the word of God, every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it's just to sustain, just to live as, as, as important it is to eat for nutrients in your body to survive. He is saying that his word is as, as more important, but it's saying we don't just live on bread alone, but you have to have this to live, yeah, to live a life of godliness, to live a life and navigate the spiritual war. Yeah, and I want to encourage anybody out there. Uh, maybe you haven't been walking with the Lord for a long time. And I know for me in my own life, whenever I first came to Christ and started reading his word, I would get frustrated. And yeah. honestly, um, I would get to a place where I kind of felt defeated because I would read these things and I wouldn't understand anything, times, places, events, people. And it kind of feels overwhelming. And I think that happens to a lot of people nowadays in their faith is they'll read one passage of one chapter, understand, have no idea what's what's going on. And it's like, man, how does this pertain to my life? How is this going to make any difference yeah. in my life? And I would encourage you guys to go to a Bible believing, Bible teaching um, church, you know, get plugged in there, yes. go to those um, men's discipleship groups or women's discipleships groups where you can hear the word of God presented from people maybe who are further along in your faith and their faith and they can articulate and, and make things e easy to palate and understand instead of you trying to start from scratch, picking up the word and just reading from who knows what book, you know, because yeah. sometimes that can feel really overwhelming and very discouraging. So I just want to encourage anybody out there. Um, even some basic places to start in in the New Testament would be the Gospels. You know, Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, and John. It's about Jesus's life and ministry on this earth from men who walked with him. Yeah, you know that's so good. That's so good, um, man. I'm I'm so sorry. I've got to take this right now. I don't want to cut. Keep rolling, Carl. We just sit here and y'all close it out. I mean, I've got to I've got to take this call, man. I'm so sorry. I know it's unprofessional, All but right. just I'm sorry, man. Okay. Just bear with me. Hopefully you can take it from here, dude. We'll see how this goes. I don't know, man. I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty gun smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Look who we have here. What's up, man? What are you doing? Welcome Got to welcome to this side of the camera. Um, <sighs> man, hold on. I'm gonna need a little something. So, do you remember? Uh, what was it? The first episode when you were back behind that camera and you were laughing at Adam and I for eating the world's hottest gummy oh. bear. Do you remember that? Vaguely. And you were vaguely cry crying in the back, pointing fingers at us and, and humiliating us that the, <sighs> the, the viewers couldn't see. It did happen. Well, it did happen. I have something called the tube of terror. Oh my gosh, dude. And this is a Carolina <sighs> Reaper peanut challenge. And so I'm just mm. going to read some of these ingredients real quick. Um, mm. It says Carolina Reaper peppers, ghost peppers, and 13 million capsian crystals. Is that how it's pronounced? I have no idea. <laughs> if you were behind the computer, we could get a, che a spell check or a, a verbiage check on that. 
So I'm going to ask you while you're on camera, would you be willing to eat a handful of these I mean, and see where this goes? Let's be real, dude. At this point, like, I don't think no is an option. Come on. You, All right. You so know here. What I'm saying? First things first, put you a glove on so we can be oh, safe. Oh, shitty. Mm. I have mm. some milk. We're Comer and I are some. professionals at this by now because we've done this before. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna pour us a couple glasses oh of milk. My gosh, bro. Oh, this is gonna be fun, dude. This is gonna be. Awesome. Bro, I've, I've seen this coming. I can't. I can't lie. I, I did have a yeah, an but, idea that this may be something that occurred. Yeah, and this is the beginning of the end for you, man. Oh man. Dude. So. I thought about it, and because I love you, dude, I'm going to eat one. What? I'm going to eat one, okay? You're going to eat two of them, bro? That's so I'm gonna, sick. I'm going to eat one. I really one. appreciate you eating both of those peanuts, And it's bro. because I love you. <laughs> so with that being said, here, let me see your oh glove my hand. gosh, gee. Let me see your glove hand. My glove hand. It's right. my strong hand. So let's see. I'm going to count them out as they come. Hold Chitty. On. One, Chitty. Two, Stop. Three. You get one more. Four. Oh, my gosh, bro. Four. Hold bro, those up. Maybe just, camera can see them. And I'm going to do. Just to, like, preface this, like. Gosh, I feel bad. The, I'm, but I'm only going to do one. Dude. Oh, I'm my sorry. gosh. I'm sorry. You might as well not even need it, bro. How much time? Yeah. So does I mean, it say, hold on, it might say a Dude, time. if I can make it five okay. minutes, I'll feel like a champion. Freddie said th these almost killed him, dude. Yeah, you have to wait five minutes after um, eating the peanut. Yeah. Uh, so I value Freddie's opinion. Like, I, I I value his opinion, <laughs> right? So if Freddie tells me that these suckers are hot, Freddie has, has spent a lot of time around hot peppers, super hot peppers. Actually, man, he makes a fire hot sauce, yeah. dude, like a, a good <laughs> hot sauce. But, uh. Man, he said these suckers are hot, dude. Yeah. I don't know. So you're in I'm, for it, man. I'm, gonna, I'm not excited about this in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm not going to get to enjoy it as much. Three, two, oh, my gosh, you bro. Chill them up. You chill them up. Oh, my gosh, three, dude. Two, one, go. I shouldn't have chewed on both sides of my mouth. I have four peanuts in my mouth. It's taking me a little bit longer to choose what I'm trying to say. Okay. I feel like I'm back in the same place that I was episode one. Is it, hot? Is it as hot as the nitro? So far, Dude, no. I've been training for this. You might I've just been like smashing a hot sauce. Dude, put four more of those on my hand, dude. Come on, baby. All right, here we go. I mean... Oh my gosh, bro! That's like six, homie. Do it for the pod, dude. Oh, when you swallow it, do it for the pod. Oh, son, do it for the pod. Chitty, do it for the pod. There's no chance, dude. There's no chance. I mean, oh my gosh, bro. If you don't want to, don't then, bro. That's one, two, three. If you don't want to, don't. Four, five, six, seven, bro. If you don't want to, don't. For real. Oof. Hmm. Wow, bro, that hits a whole lot different once you swallow it. It's Son. It's, it's maybe I may Ooh. And I only got one. I don't know if it's as oh hot as the gummy bear. Oh, my gosh, bro. Whoa, bro. Your eyes are starting to water. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. No mas. Here we go. Chitty. Oh, yeah. son. Four's got to be hot hey, because... So you, know, you got seven in your hand. 
Oh, I'm hit, bro. <laughs> hey, line, because I did one, and it's it's. Oh my gosh, not, dude. it's not good. Yeah, what am I thinking, bro? Put. Yeah, absolutely not. Oh my gosh, homie. Oh my gosh, bro. Mmm. How much longer till I can eat milk? <laughs> well, I don't know how much longer till you can eat milk, but you can probably drink milk. Oh my gosh, bro. Two minutes forty eight seconds. Oh, that's that sucks. Yeah, this one's no joke too. Dude. Oh my gosh, dude. And this Son, one's, this one's no joke too. Do you have a trash can? <laughs> I took Pepto Bismol before this. Hopefully, it helps. Oh my gosh, bro. Chitty. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dude. He he's in serious pain. Carl, look at the camera so you can zoom in on this when you go to edit. Yeah, he's struggling, dude. <sighs> Freddie, Freddie's in the studio. Uh, uh, yeah, these are no joke, dude. Oh my gosh, bro. Uh, two minutes. I mean, what am I going to do what for two minutes? Four. Four. Still making dumb Son. decisions, man. I haven't cried like this. Yeah, this is our producer, Carl. Bro. Yeah, this is awesome. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. I'm in pain. I don't think I've cried like this since the last time I got wrecked in worship. Yeah, this is this is a different feeling, but yeah, nonetheless, it's tears. How I feel like time. time I feel like time has stopped. A minute and a half. Yeah, this is dumb. If I feel the same way after this, I may quit the podcast. Hey, tell them since they didn't come back. Tell them how you felt that night after the gummy. Uh, okay. I can't yeah. Talk. So I can't the talk. night after that gummy, uh, let's just put it PG. Comer and I were both texting each other from the toilet. Um, and just in excruciating pain. And if that happens again tonight, I will be foregoing my, my chair as co-host of this podcast. And we'll be finding someone else. Dude, there's an ocean of saliva in my mouth. Yeah, you got snot everywhere, so do I. Don't clear your nose up. Dude, you know what? Uh, Rub your eye, dude. Blow it out, but don't, don't suck it in. 45 seconds. Come on. Yeah. It feels like there's electricity running through my body. If you want to try this at home, you can get the Tube of Terror Carolina Reaper Peanut Challenge by Johnny Scovels. If y'all want to sponsor the podcast, give us a call. We would appreciate it. We're looking for sponsorships. Whole Milk, as we stated in the first episode, we're looking for sponsorships. It's 2%, dude. 2%, we don't discriminate, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. All right, we should be getting close. Dude, this is... Please, Jesus. Oh, my gosh, dude. We got to make good decisions. Hopefully this does the same thing as what it did last time. Oh last time when gosh. the milk hit, bro, I can't think. Instant I can't sitting. think. Five, four, three. Uh, here you go. Done. All right, cheers. What you get for laughing at us, baby? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, how was it? It was awful. Awful. Look at my face, bro. Yeah, you look terrible. <laughs> well, that's the Johnny Scoville's Peanut Freddy. Challenge. Thank y'all for tuning in. This was episode four of the... <sighs> <laughs>
Life After Addiction yeah. Podcast. Come on. Life After Addiction Ready. is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Oh, it sucks tremendously. Shout out to the producer, baby. Oh my Come on. gosh, bro. Come on. This sucks. Dude, I'm, I'm just... Oh my god. It hits, dude. I can't think. Do it for the pod, baby. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.